Getting your team working well is one of the biggest challenges of running a tradie or a service-based construction business. Tune into today's podcast where we dig into one little known but major cause of poor employee performance and how to fix it. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Hi there, it's uh, Tony Fraser-Jones here, the host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast. Looking forward to hanging out today with my good friend and co-host, Phil Smith. How are you doing, Phil? Yeah, mate, good, good. Still, uh, still a wee bit sick from last week, but uh, we're we're on the mend. On which the is mend, good. Yep. Yeah, can't keep a good man down. Never, mate, never. Always onwards and upwards. Just uh, mute yourself when you cough. Yeah, I'll try my best, guys. Uh, if you hear a little coughing in the background, it's me. Uh, it's picking up through Tony's mic because we, uh, you know, sit very close to each other. It's quite intimate. Yeah, it's very intimate. in a good way. Yeah, I love the way you look at me, man, over the table. Well, you should look at someone when you're talking with them, mate. Yeah, well, you should. eye contact. You're really a camera looker normally, you know. Straight Why? down yeah. the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what right. to do with that. Yeah, I don't know. Let's anyway, well, anyway, what, let's let's get into the meat of what we're talking about today. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, uh, so today we're, we're talking about a little known but incredibly important cause of poor employee performance, and it affects pretty much every business that we've helped. Uh, and you're probably going to think it's rubbish when you hear the reason. Um, yeah, but it's a really confronting one. Uh, this issue because it's not about the employee; it's actually something we as business owners typically don't do that well. Yeah, 100%. That's you know, hit the nail on the head. And I think really the big thing here and the big cause is that most of the problems you experience in your business are a result of unmet expectations. So unmet expectations for you, but the same applies to your team as well, right? You know, they, they're going to have unmet expectations at times and, yep. and that makes it hard for them. Yep. Your expectations of what you want from them and theirs, you think they'd be obvious, but they're not. So if you put it another way, uh, they don't actually know what's expected of them or what success looks like on the job. And like we said, you probably think that's rubbish. It should be obvious, like you should know how to do the job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've told you what to do, mm. uh, but often telling is not enough. No, that's right. No, telling is not enough. And again, if it's unclear on either end, then you've teed yourself up for those unmet expectations, which leads to a rub, it leads to a problem, and, and really that's where most difficulty comes from. 100%. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe um, this is a bit of a tricky one. So maybe a story or an example is, is a good way to get into this. So this is this one comes up all the time with uh, with our members in our in a million dollar trading program is uh, getting job cards finished. So oh, getting the yeah. team to complete the job card after a, a job so that you can charge a job out, do your costing, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now uh, you tell the team, hey, do your job card. Obvious, right? That should be completely obvious. But if you should think be. about it, it's actually not. Because no. uh, the team member might be like, well, I did my job cards on Friday. Yeah. All my job cards are done. And you're like, hang on. Like, doing them on Friday, that's madness. Like, you know, we're going to lose stuff. You can't get all the detail. How can you remember what you did on Monday? Team member's like, well, I, you wanted them done. I've done them. Yeah. But it's actually not crystal clear. So, no. you know, making it crystal clear is I want them done on site or on the job before yeah. you leave the job. Yeah. That's crystal clear. Or another example might be with job cards is, um, you know, what level of detail do you need uh, in the description for the job and the description of materials used? Yeah. You know, use some pipe. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I wrote down what I used. It's like, well, hang on, you know, that's not particularly helpful. It's like I used, uh, you know, two metres of 15 mil copper pipe. That would be specific. Or maybe you have particular codes for products you require your team to put in there. Mm. Maybe you need photos of the job done. Yeah. So the key thing here is, you think you're being crystal clear, do your job card. Your team is like, well, 
what does that actually mean? What what do you expect in terms of getting the job cut done? So you've got to make it crystal clear so that everyone's on the same page. That's uh, what we mean by making it clear on what success is uh, so that there aren't unmet expectations. Dead right. Um, so obviously it's that unmet expectations again is is a big problem. And I think if, if we don't get this right and we don't have a solution for it, we'll run into some problems. We do. And, yeah. and I think the first one we've talked about is the team isn't clear on success. You get frustrated with their performance. You get more mistakes, more rework, more admin to sort jobs out. And at the end of the day, you get a less, you know, less productive team. Yeah. Which yeah. hurts your profitability. No, Not yeah. cool. It's going to stuff you up all over the shop. So what about if we get it right? This is critical. Everyone knows what success looks like. Uh, so there can be no excuses for how people perform. The team feel good as they actually get feedback when they're doing a great job. So this is not just a tool to put pressure on your team and hold their feet to the fire. Most people want to know they're doing a good job. And if you've got really clear expectations about what you need from them, then you can give them that feedback and the winners love that. Uh, you get better productivity, more motivation, and you know, you're going to be a much happier person because you're getting what you want. Yeah, yeah. well, definitely when things are going right, it's easier to be happy, right? 100%. Um, if you've got those unmet expectations, well, it's not going to work out. Frustrating. So how do we actually do this? The, the tool that we use is uh, what we call KPIs or Key Performance Indicators and KPAs or Key Performance Activities. It gets a bit technical, but basically the KPIs are the, the specific measures or the specific results that you want uh, from a particular person in, in a role. So like an example, uh, if you've got a tradesperson or a technician, uh, a KPI might be something like uh, less than two callbacks per month, which is you know, measuring quality of work. Yeah. So our expectation in terms of results is... You'll, only, you'll have less than two callbacks a month. So basically one, right? Yeah. Uh, another KPI might be a customer satisfaction score. So make customer satisfaction score is greater than eight, you know, depending on how you measure it. Yeah. Another you know, KPI might be something like uh, our average uh, sale value is greater than $500. Yeah. Or it might be a, uh, a number of dollars that are upsold, you know, for, for retail sales, out doing a lot of service and maintenance work. You could have some KPIs around uh, sales yeah. as a metric. So they're the, the end results, uh, yeah. the measures that can tell you whether the person's you know, doing the job properly. Yeah, 100%. And I think a key with KPIs, you know, the actual key performance indicator, the result, is that it must be easy to measure. Like, if you can't measure this very specifically or, you know, I can't really tell whether you've done the thing or not, um, it doesn't make a great KPI because how can I hold you to it? It's got to be measurable. And, uh, look, it may take a little bit of effort to measure, but it definitely has to be measurable. That's uh, unbelievably important. Otherwise, it's open to interpretation. Yeah, that's right. And we want it to be something that I can measure, which then I can see, hey, look, if you do this thing and you achieve this result, then that will be a representation of you having done a good job. So, for example, less than two callbacks per month, great. Like, that means that we're not having many issues. We've got happy clients and, you know, we're making good money because I'm not paying for the callbacks, the rework. Yep. Um, but also, you know, things like customer satisfaction score greater than eight. Again, it means that, you know, we're, we're having good results in terms yep. of how happy the customers are. Which again, great measure of whether I'm doing a good job. So 100%. that's what you're looking for here is yep. measurable and it actually shows I'm doing a good job. Like if I can measure something but it's not really an indication of success, then not a great KPI. Yep. 100%. The KPIs are great. So they give you the, like the end result. Uh, there is a, a little problem with KPIs yeah, uh, because they are an after the fact thing. So they're like, totally. it's the effort they've put in will lead to result down the track. Or the result you get today is a consequence of all the efforts they've put in, you know, before that time period. Yep. And so you can definitely manage it to an extent, but it's not about managing their behavior on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's why we have this thing called KPAs, which are key performance activities. And I apologize, this is a little bit kind of technical, but it's actually super juicy when you get into it. So yep. KPAs are the behaviors that you can manage 
that you know if your team are, are doing these behaviours, you're going to get the KPIs you want. Yeah, that's right. So your KPIs support the KPI that you want. So maybe a couple of examples are helpful here. So maybe for your tradespeople, a great KPI would be quality assurance checklist completed after each job. Great KPA. KPA. My yeah. apologies. <laughs> I stand corrected. So just to be clear, remember guys that the KPI is the result you're looking for, which is an indicator of success. The KPA is the behaviours that you're going to measure, which actually lead to the KPI, the That's result. Right. So yeah, dead right. I mean, again, if I'm if I'm looking for less than two callbacks per month, you know, as my KPI, and the KPA is that my quality assurance checklist is completed after every job. There's a correlation there, right? Because right. if I'm completing that quality assurance checklist, likelihood is I've done the job properly and I haven't missed anything and there's not going to be callbacks. Right? That's right, 100%. So makes total sense. There's a couple of concepts here, like there's feedback and feed forward. So feedback is a KPI. You know, you're getting some feedback on stuff that's happened. And KPIs are feed forward indicators. So you know if this stuff's happening, you're going to get the result you want. And that's actually probably more important to measure and it's something you can manage on a day-to-day -day and a weekly basis because you yep. can check, are they doing that activity? If they're not filling in their quality assurance checklist, their QA checklist, you're like, well, I know I'm going to have you know, some challenges down the track with quality, but I can actually you know, drill into actually getting them to do it right now so that it doesn't get off track too quickly. It also takes a lot of the guesswork out because I think the thing is, is like, you know, in this case, if a tradesperson was looking for less than two callbacks per month, and that's their KPI, but let's say they did complete the KPA every time, like they complete that quality assurance checklist every single time and it still turned out they were getting more than two callbacks per month. Well, then what does that point to? The tradesman or the checklist? Because if I'm really doing the checklist every time then and, and it's still leading to callbacks, maybe my checklist needs work. Maybe my tradesman's all right. Uh, maybe my process is no good. You know, so it means that you place blame or you place at least the spotlight, you know, blame's probably not the word, it's the spotlight in the right place. Because uh, it's really easy to say tradesmen having a problem, but maybe your system is, is, is the issue. Maybe the materials you're using are subpar. You know, it could be a lot of things. It's not always the tradesman. You know? 100%. 100%. On the uh, other hand, if there's more than two callbacks a month and then it turns out tradesmen haven't been doing their QA checklist, well, there's probably a really strong correlation that the tradesman just needs to do better there. So, completely. completely. At least you know. Like another example of a KPA might be a job card is completed prior to uh, leaving the job with all relevant job details as per the examples and photos in our training manual. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and so, you know, if that's happening, you know you're going to be able to calculate accurate job costing, you're going to be able to get the job invoice quickly, uh, it's easy for the admin team to do everything, and you can back cost the jobs as well. Well, again, let's say that um, let's say that I have a KPI in the business where I'm trying to actually maintain a really strong GP or I'm trying to get invoices out within a certain amount of time, or I'm trying to you know, influence a bunch of results actually you can get from this. The thing is that one job card KPA um, can result to a bunch of different KPIs, right? Because if I'm getting those job cards you know, completed prior to leaving the job with all relevant details as per the examples and photos entered in the job management software and training manual, if I'm doing that every time, I should be able to get invoices out quickly. I should be able to maintain a stronger GP. I should be able to influence a bunch of different KPIs, all from the one KPA. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and so it's driving the, the result that you want by observing the behaviour. So the key thing is, uh, you know, as a, as a leader, as a manager, you want to manage the behaviour of your team, and the KPAs set out the key behaviours that you want to see. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, another key behaviour might be, uh, a, a key performance activity might be, uh, uh, clean and tidy and correct uniform worn. Mm. Okay, so that's a, that's a behaviour that you want to see because that you know indicates attitude and the way they're going to turn up to the clients and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the key thing here is 
And most businesses, it's not crystal clear for your employees what behaviours you expect from them. And when you write it down, they're they're clear. There can be no debate about what they need to do or what they don't need to do. And it's very clear for them what success looks like in the role. Uh, And here's the thing. You manage what you measure and you get what you measure. So if you start measuring the stuff, you'll start getting what you want. Yeah, uh, totally. It's as simple as that. That's kind of the way human nature works with this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and I think another thing that's important here is, um, as we said, it's not about just holding your team's feet to the fire. It's actually about giving them a lot of feedback, like yeah. positive feedback. So if that's people it. are hitting all their KPIs and then achieving the KPIs they want, you can give them a pat on the back. And people love to get acknowledged for doing the job well. Yeah. And let's be honest, because we're business owners and we're busy, you know, often we forget to do this. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we get so caught up in our own thing. And maybe if you're listening, if you've had some issues with your team, maybe you just haven't given them enough love. Yeah. And this is a great way to put a system in place in your business that actually gives them some love. Yeah, totally. So I think the big thing is a lot of people listening to this are probably like, wow, it sounds like a lot of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it is. Uh, it is a lot of work. It does take effort. But once you've got it in place, it has a huge upside as well. And for me, like, this is a lot of work, uh, but so is dealing with team hassles and problems, right? Uh, and in fact, that's worse in my mind. So, you know, this is how you can maintain control as you grow and also maintain those met expectations rather than unmet expectations. And so, yes, it's some work on the front end, but the back end payoff is that this will make things easier for you forever. There's no denying that this is hard work, but leading and managing a team, and particularly as your business grows, that becomes the most important work you do as a business owner. That's your highest leverage point as your team. That's how you multiply your one hour to 10 hours of effort if you've got 10 people in your team. Yeah. That's how you really, you know, can really crank your business and make more money and more profit. 100%. But obviously, big challenge. Uh, and if you're listening, you've probably felt this or maybe heard people talk about it. Oh, I saw my mate down the road grow and it was just a complete mess. It just got out of control because no controls like this in the business, no structures around keeping the team on track. That's it. So with anything in life, there's the, like, there's the pain of discipline, which is actually putting in the hard work up front. And then there's the pain of regret, which is dealing with all the, the muck ups and the balls yeah. ups and the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. I'd rather have the pain of discipline. Pain personally. of discipline is way, way more beneficial. The pain of regret drives you insane. And yeah. this is a, a one-time um, sort of investment rather than dealing with issues forever. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you might be thinking if you're listening is, oh, well, do I have to like check everything they do all the time? Yeah. Uh, well, if you like pain, you can do that. Yeah. But, yeah. But there is an easier it. way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, a little, a little story here probably helps this. Uh, you don't have to measure everything. You just have to measure sometimes. But mm. they don't know when you're doing it. That's the key. And uh, there's a type of prison uh, called a panopticon. Yeah. Uh, so just indulge me for a minute. Yeah, go uh, for I just it, find man. this fascinating. But a panopticon has the, con- the, like the guard tower in the middle of the prison. And then there's a gap to all the cells which are around the outside of that guard tower in a circle. Mm. And this light comes in from outside the cells. But the guard tower is dark, so the, the prisoners never know if anyone's in the guard tower. Yeah. So what does that do? Well, they never know when they're being checked up on or whether they're being watched. Mm. And so what do they do? Well, they presume they're being watched all the time. That's it. So they internalise that control. So the same thing applies when you're doing your KPIs, and, and particularly your KPAs. Yeah. Intermittent checking. So do you need to check every job card? Well, if you like pain, you can do that. Yeah, wouldn't recommend I it. I wouldn't recommend it, but no. maybe you do it uh, one day a week. Yeah. Well, more importantly, you get your office person or your admin person to check that they're done correctly. But yeah. the team doesn't know which day it's done. No, exactly. And plus, like, there's always a second-order consequence or a second-order effect here. Is, you know, there's little things like if I start checking your uniform, I notice your van gets tidier, right? Like, which is basically you know I'm watching. 
And when you know I'm watching, you just kind of pull your socks up across the board. Um, it's funny you mentioned the panopticon. Uh, my mum was like the panopticon of homework <laughs> when I was growing up. <laughs> she used to tell me every night, you know, I'm going to be checking all your homework. And I'd be like, oh, man. And I'd, I'd run off and I'd do all my homework. And I'd bring it out to be checked. And, uh, and you know, I always thought she checked all of it. She told me later on as an adult that she'd check like a small bit of one subject. And then just to keep me on my toes now and then she'd say, yeah, you missed something. And I'd quickly run back with all my stuff and I'd redo it all and I'd go through all the fine tooth comb and I'd, I'd make it perfect and I'd bring it back out. I've got it right now. And she'd be like, all right, okay, yeah, good on you. And she said she never checked any of it. Like it was, it was all an illusion. Um, but, but hey, look, it, it made me do my homework. So She's messing with your mind. Yeah, well, my point is this stuff really works, guys. It uh, worked on me anyway. I should try that with some of my children, actually. Yeah, I you like probably that. should, yeah, yeah. Set up a little uh, guard tower in the middle of the house. That's right. Just lights, just Camera lighting action. it up anyway, the right way. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's very powerful. So intermittent checking. I want to make it really clear that it's not about uh, you want to check up on people and you're, and you're trying to be like dad checking up on everything and the, the policeman making sure people aren't misbehaving. It's not really about that. It is a little bit, but it's more about accountability is what we're talking about. Yeah, clarity, clear on success, and then holding people accountable to what's required. Yeah, that's and right. I love accountability. That's why we have coaches. Yep. Um, top performers love accountability. Top sports people love accountability. Are they sticking to their training programs? We all need it. Yeah. And your your team will respond really positively to this when you do it right. Yeah, and I think like guys, there's a bunch of stuff that obviously goes into rolling this out. You know, like, which we're not going to get into today, but. You know, like getting them across like the why of why they're doing this. And um, you know, if you have accountability without understanding, uh, it sounds like you've been a cop. Yeah. yeah and that's when you're going to feel like you're checking up. But if they have the understanding of why they're doing this, what it helps to achieve, you know, what you're actually trying to do and why it's important that we maintain these standards, then nobody's going to mind being held accountable to the standard because they're bought into the, the idea in the first place. Well, so we won't get into how to do that today, but really like, that, that That's does a key have to part be part of, of this yeah, equation. Yeah, definitely a big part of it. And and um, we've talked about job cards a bit, and I think you mentioned it. You know, the, the challenge for your admin team, or you if you're doing it, mm. uh, is uh, if the job cards are right, they spend hours and hours and hours chasing stuff up, and, and yep. stuff gets missed off invoices, and hours get yep. missed, and, you know, hot water cylinders get missed off hot water yeah. replacement job, yep. like all sorts of crazy stuff. Yep. If you explain that to... Uh, we're, picking on tradespeople today and mm. that's just because it's a good example but if you explain the second order consequences the downstream consequences they're like yeah. oh I never realised the impact that has I yeah. can see why that's important now yeah exactly so again they need that understanding yeah. and, and they need to see you know like what's the, the downside if we don't change it what's the upside if we yeah. do change it uh, and then that way when they're held accountable to it they'll actually appreciate that because yeah. they want to do right by the team like again nobody's waking up thinking I can't wait to stuff over my teammates today like they want to do the right things. They want to get it right. They want to be a good team player. And this is giving them the parameters of, of what the standards of the team are and then holding them accountable to it so they can be a great team member. It's, the, it's They're going to like it. Yeah, the crazy thing is, um, and the research is clear on this, and it's a little counterintuitive, is that productive people are happier. Yeah. So if you make them productive, give them clear accountabilities, that makes them happier and more motivated. That's right. Yeah, It's not happy people are more productive. It goes the other way around. It does. So people like to win. I think the last point here is um, obviously you've got to get them across the, the why they come from, but you've also got to give feedback. Mm. And so there's no point doing this without feedback. Yeah. And so feedback is like the, the, the coaching piece. So you need to meet regularly with your team to go over their KPIs now. Yeah. Uh, ideally, uh, at least monthly. At uh, least. At least. And maybe for higher level employees, it might be weekly as well. Maybe for your, your management team. 
And so there's a few ways you can do this. You, you know, you, you have your meeting rhythms, but ideally you might have a, a 20, which is, a, we've, we've done a podcast on this before. It's like a 20-minute coaching session with the individual team member and you go over their wins and what they're working, what their challenges are and, and how they're hitting their KPIs as well. Mm. So they actually get that feedback mechanism because that gives you an opportunity to give praise, to give suggestions, get suggestions from them and then give you know coaching and constructive criticism or training to help get them back on track. That's a really critical part. So we don't want to get into all of that, but you've got to do that yeah. uh, to close the, close, close, the feedback yeah, loop. close the feedback loop or yeah. circle the square. Yeah, circle the square. I love or that. Or square the circle. Square the circle. Which one is it? I'm not sure, but it sounds good. Yeah, I heard someone <laughs> say it the other day, and I thought, I really like that. Yeah, I just need to learn how to use it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know. Anyway. It's all good. <laughs> Should we land this plane? Yeah, yeah. So um, lack of clarity around what success looks like is actually a major and a hidden cause for heaps of your staff performance issues. So building a clear uh, set of KPIs and KPAs will help you dramatically improve your team's performance and their motivation and just their satisfaction and enjoyment of work. Thanks heaps for listening, team. We'll catch you all again uh, next time. See you later. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com com forward slash podcast call or if you can't remember any of that just check out the session notes